Welcome to Women with an F-Tub Mind. I'm your host, Ms. J. Marie. And it's not about awareness anymore. It's about doing the damn thing and ruffling as many feathers as you can. And here, we're about sexual assault, sexual harassment, domestic violence, and the lack of mental health help in our military. And we recognize it's a human issue and not just a specific gender. So just be ready for what we've got to say, because it's time to do the damn thing. All right. There it is. Whenever you're ready. All right, whatever. We're just going to kick it off. Welcome back, listeners, to another month of the roundtable with Lonnie from Cruise Corner and Six from Cancel for Maintenance. And I can't keep my shit together because we're doing something a little different. Um, and we're doing our own Zoom talk so that we can see each other. So sucks is suck for you listeners. They know who I am and you don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're so- once we're one step closer to actually being in person. Like we're actually seeing each other's faces with, for a change, like one ever. more progress. <laughs> yeah. But it sucks. Cause we're literally all three spread across the fucking country. Like literally like both ends smack dab in the middle. So it's like, shit. So now I got to find a happy medium. Let's do it with my hands. <laughs> I hear, I hear Colorado is nice at this time of year. <laughs> oh my God. One of my friends is in Colorado right now. And She's like, oh, it's snowboarding season and it's freezing and I love it. And I'm like, ew, ew. it's 80 degrees over here. So I just walked my dog in like 28 degree weather. Oh, it no. Going home next weekend. <laughs> it's painful. Oh, no. And everybody's like sending me Snapchats of fucking snow. And I'm like, mm, I'm wearing shorts today. <laughs> I had to literally go buy a coat because I've been in hot states like forever. So like my whole body's adjusted to the climate you know, down South. And I'm like, I did literally go find an actual, like not a Southern coat, a real coat and trying to find that down here. is like a needle in a haystack. So I had to literally go to tractor supply and get one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't find one anywhere else around here. Of course, you know, let's just go ham and go to Hawaii. Then at least it's 80 80 degrees, but it's nice 80 degrees. You know, everybody has a sweatshirt in 75 degree. Heck yeah. Like Jesus. And you get, you guys won't look awkward in your Crocs either. Where were you? I don't remember where I was, but it was like 65 degrees. One place is totally different than 65 degrees here. Like, oh, who's in fucking Nashville? I'm retarded. By the way, I thought I was going to be freezing in Nashville. Like I prepared probably for a snowstorm to like 70 degrees here. And it was so fucking warm in Nashville. Like I wore a whole ass skirt. I don't wear skirts, but I did for this trip. And I was warm. I mean, the alcohol also helped that, but that's not here nor there. Don't <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was super weird. (laughs) Stay hydrated, everybody. Let's get this started. (laughs) Ah, fuck it. That's this how we're gonna do it. All right, so let's you know, I don't know. I guess we just dive into some topics here. I don't really know. I feel like this is so different for me being able to see your guys' face. I'm like, so how's your day? How's it going? (laughs) Sitting still is weird. Like, do I keep moving around? I feel like that fucking child that just can't sit still. And I'm like, oh my God, they can see me. Like, like bouncing. Out. <laughs> like, 
or what's it uh Talladega and I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like I don't, like I really don't know what to do with my hands. I'm about to just scoot all this shit over. I don't know what's going on here. There we go. I don't know. Fuck it. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you know, I have to remember that we are recording a podcast episode right now. Um, if it's the first time you're joining us, uh, welcome to the shenanigans of our monthly roundtable. Uh, every episode that we've done for the last, was this our fourth? third fourth one i think it's our fourth one isn't it i think it's our fourth one yeah something like that it has been nothing but fiascos of bitching ranting and just complete shit shows you know when we had rochelle on from the enduring campaign um and yeah it's just full of topics of bro vets education and don't be a dick (laughs) oh and burning turkeys burning turkeys (laughs) yes as a dancing frog (laughs) <laughs> wow random yeah, you like how i added that in i put that right in there and like you're welcome i saw that actually i heard that I heard that so it took me forever like literally i thought that was gonna be so easy to find that audio it was not at all really like huh. trying to find a download and like being sketched out to where it didn't like cause a virus on my stuff oh <laughs> Because, like, everything that I found it on, because Spotify apparently doesn't have it. Like, all the ones that Spotify has is, like, remixes and weird. I don't even know. It wasn't the actual song. It was just weird shit. So, I was like, well, okay. Let's try to not cause my phone to crash from Um, a virus. But here we are. Speaking of phones, like, I see someone has a little extra something. (laughs) What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? You know, a little extra something, you know, like a little less echoey, a little bit more oh, clear. I know. The first crisp. round table in forever that's not going to sound like shit. That, you know, I don't sound like a first time podcaster. Oh, Although sometimes I am quickly reminded that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Ah! <laughs> Someone just called me. Someone from Cleveland is calling me. It's probably, oh my God. I fucking keep getting health insurance phone calls and i'm like take me off your fucking list i'm in the goddamn military i don't need your fucking health care i don't even live there i don't even know who you are leave me alone car warranties (laughs) oh car warranties especially so uh at work we get all these calls a lot especially because we're in this one spot where it's the only place that gets cell reception so someone phones rings like oh what'd you win and we'll just like start messing with whoever the scammer is like we're here to call you about your extended car warranty. Like, oh, thank God you found my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I actually surprisingly knock on wood. I haven't got one of those. I just keep getting healthcare and I'm like, I haven't, like, it's just, it's a weird, like, I understand if I, it was newly in the military, but I'm like, I shouldn't even be popping up on your, I don't think I even had health insurance before. Cause even when I did my last job before the Marine Corps, like, I had health insurance, but it was shit. Like it was awful. Mm. Like the worst. But right. <sighs> I don't so, know. So, Let's dive into. So I don't know. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say. Speaking of healthcare, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of healthcare, like um, um, there's so much, so much stuff that you would like get promised of getting, and it sounds a lot rosier than what it is. It's. I'm, I'm obviously talking shit about the military right now, but. Like, oh, it's awesome. It's, we say we don't promise a rose garden, but they make it sound like, well, it's not a rose garden, but it's still pretty nice, right? 
there's discipline and all kinds of stuff. And then you get there like, wow, this is such a shit show. Literally, I think shit show is like an understatement. You know, speaking of healthcare, I will say that with my wisdom teeth getting taken out this week, they sent me off base. I went somewhere like an hour away and they took very good care of me. Didn't have to pay for shit. So I will give them that. I was very surprised. Like everybody's, excuse me, been telling me their horror stories about their wisdom teeth and stuff in the military. Maybe it was good. Everybody's like, why didn't you get that when you're in boot camp? I was like, I'm fucking no. I gonna need him, I guess. But yeah, they sent me somewhere off base. And I was like telling guys today, like, go. I told them where I went. I was like, asked to go there because the doctor, though, oh my God, he was weird. He like, so I don't give a shit about politics. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I used to, I used to work in politics, did the whole nine yards. Like, I worked in the Senate house and everything. And this guy wanted to keep talking about how much he appreciates us Marines. And, you know, we don't need, oh my God. He's like, we don't need to send border patrol. Let's just send the Marines to the border and everything would be taken care of. And I was like, oh, like, uh, uh, okay. And I'm, it, <laughs> yeah. Harris was a Hispanic too. And I was like, stop it. Shh, stop. And I'm like doing that really awkward laugh. And then he just wanted to keep talking about the Gulf War and all these different wars and politics. And I was just like, and I, like in my head, oh my God, in my head, it, I was freaking out because they gave, they made me watch this video about nerve damage that you can get from your wisdom teeth being taken out, mm-hmm. especially with like my bottom one was impacted. And he was like, with it being a bottom tooth, like, you know, you are prone to nerve damage. You're old. And I was like, damn. And he was like, and we might have to break your jaw a little bit just to get it. And I was like, so in my stomach, I like wanting to throw up and I'm like in my head. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, nope. But he's in the <laughs> Changes the subject to talk about the fucking golf war and border patrol and all this other shit. And I'm just like, can I just get my drugs now? Just just put me under and then we'll go from there. <laughs> it was the weirdest conversation I've ever had at a dentist with a doctor. But I was just like, cool, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, then. <laughs> all right. I'm just here to get my wisdom teeth out. Let's. let's uh, yeah. Can we can we not talk about what the military <laughs> should and shouldn't do on actual u.s soil uh, stuff I'm like that's about to throw up as you like and they kept telling me about the nerve damage i swear to god they said it like they made me watch a video on it which was weird it was like some 90s it was a vhs mind you <laughs> and with one of those TVs, like the big block like when they first made the tvs with the vhs's in them Fill it in and <laughs> <laughs> i had to watch that about nerve damage on my teeth and then they gave me a pamphlet to read. And then he told me like four times. And I was like, I really wanted to be like, can I get nerve damage? Oh, only less than 10%. I've never seen it happen. But less than 10% usually get it. Then stop. Stop saying it. Because I just. He didn't tell me shit when I went in to get mine. Like I just went in. And they're like, just put this on your face and breathe. And I woke up like 30 minutes later. And I they just put four teeth in my hand. And they're like, all right, bye. <laughs> like they let you and, keep it yeah because they're like you, you asked to keep it no but they came out like whole and like came out fine because all mine grew in straight and so like they just popped them out and just handed them to me and i'm like high as a kite so i'm just like okay oh, no. but i was one of those people you see like on youtube that film it where they cry a lot i was a crier 
like whatever the fuck they give you that shit made me just cry in the I was nodding about, and drooling I don't know what everywhere. I was yeah I was just bleeding and just like like just digging up trauma from 20 years and I'm just like ah, holding my teeth I think I still have them they're probably in a box <laughs> like whatever have you ever seen the show you probably in my uh have oh, you seen the show yeah Weird. It's like a teeth in your sloppy box. Dexter. No, it's like in my I Love Me book for the military. Oh, you save that shit. Jesus. <laughs> no, but yeah, they like they as soon as they put that IV in me, oh, I was out. I was going. They put the fucking tube on my nose, put the IV in, and next thing I know, I'm getting fucking shook. Like, hey, you're done. You're done. I was like, what? And then I had gauze. <laughs> And my mouth and my friend, she uh, recorded me and I was literally just drooling and blood was just like coming out of my mouth. Like it was so gross, but I couldn't control it. Like it was, and it was worse on one side because this side I had both of them taken out, but I only had one on this one, but it was just like instantly blood and just, it was, oh my God, it was so gross. And I kept nodding off. I looked like a drug addict. I was just like, don't use a straw. (laughs) Okay. That's one thing. This is such a random episode, but I don't even care. What everybody's like, don't drink from a straw because you're gonna get dry socket. How everybody's freaking out. Like somebody said today to me was like better than having dry socket. And I'm like, did all I have to do is not smoke cigarettes and not drink from a straw? Like, how else? Like everybody was freaking out about dry socket. Do you know anything about that? Mm. I didn't get it, so no impact, no idea. All I remember is like, if you feel like you're bleeding, just make just rinse some salt water, like or rinse with some salt water oh okay no problem that's what i've done like every meal they like because i ate hard food today Mm -hmm. and i took water and i just swooshed it it looked like i was throwing up outside of my truck because i was so angry today and i know it's because all i've eaten the last three days is chicken noodle soup mashed potatoes and pudding and i've had no caffeine for three days so yeah i was a happy little elf at work today so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna deal with it ate some chicken eating with your front fucking teeth is the weirdest thing in the world Go like i was like doing that. like ever seen the spongebob where he's like taking a bite of the krabby patties like <laughs> that was me today trying to eat the fucking chicken because i didn't want to get it and then i got to the point where i was like fuck it and i was just swooshing water and like spitting it out and i had somebody come up to me and they were like you are you okay i was like yeah i just gotta clean the holes in my mouth it's fine <laughs> got some holes <laughs> <laughs> Or what? What is it like? A, like a squirrel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was so weird trying to eat it. And then when I was eating dinner just now, because I've been craving, of course, the one week that I haven't been able to um, eat whole foods, like real foods. Um, all the commercials on the TV want to be fucking wings, pizza, tacos. I don't even like Pizza Hut anymore because I grew up eating that as a kid. And they've introduced like this three tower box of fucking pizza breadsticks cinnamon buns and like all this shit and i i swear to god it was every other commercial i was like so i wanted pizza and then i wanted chinese so we ate chinese probably shouldn't have ate that but here we are here we are <laughs> i ain't got it in my teeth although this stitch i have one of those dissolvable stitches and i keep thinking it's food so I like will move it with my tongue and I'm like, oh, that that's not my <laughs> that's not I food. My pulled one of those stitch. out. Mm. I was like, there's something stuck in my tooth. Because <laughs> I didn't have to get stitches on this that? side because it wasn't impacted. They just went ahead and took them out just so I didn't have to later on. And uh, but yeah, this one they did, and I'm just like, Ugh. like I did, I hit it hard today. And 
oh, I about threw up because I was like, Ugh. <laughs> well, on that topic, uh, have fun getting your wisdom teeth if you're about to do that soon because it's a, a glorious thing. Mm. And if you have to, uh, at least try to get it all done at once, like all of them. Oh, I'm glad I did it once. You know, at first I didn't really want to. I was like, well, these aren't bothering me. And then the weird ass doctor was like, well, you're getting old. And he's like, you might as well just get them all in one swoop instead of coming back. I was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. It's free. I said, plus I'm about to get out of the military. So might as well while it's paid for. Something to change subjects. I learned something today. So I am officially, not that this really fucking means dick, but uh, command team readiness trained as of today. Got my certificate for it in the Marine Corps. Woo. Um, but I learned about something. It's the National Resource Directory. Have you guys ever heard of that? Sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel so, like I've heard that. Well, I've never heard of it until we got in this packet. And it's actually something really good to know. So we know that there's a lot of organizations out there that aren't, I guess, things that we've been continuously saying aren't true. Or they're scams or full of shit. That's a better way to put it. So this one, this website, um, it's www.nrd.gov and it is DOD affiliated. Like that's who kind of runs it. And it verifies whether these resources like military one source, which we all obviously know about, um, and all these resources and they're legitimate through the DOD. And I thought that was super important to know. And I was like, I've never heard of this. I mean, I know there's a lot of organizations out there that obviously aren't going to be on there, but like the girl that was teaching the class, she's been doing, she was a DRC. She's been a DRC since I think she said 2003. Um, Cause her husband's been in the Marine Corps like the entire time. And he just retired this past summer, but uh, she's been using this and she actually used to be a part of where I'm stationed at, like uploading it and changing it every single year, every single quarter. And was like talking about the legit, like how legit it is. So I thought that was just an interesting thing to put out there. I also wanted brought up because we have a new, I told you guys this earlier. Oh my God, after the first of the year, I'm going to lose my whole fucking mind because my entire unit is changing. Like my entire unit. Like people are getting out this week, people are getting out next week. And then like the only thing that's literally not changing probably in my unit is our battalion CO and Sergeant Major. Like the batteries are changing. Uh, well, spill the beans on that one. If people figure two and two together, whatever, it's fine. Um, I don't even know how many people actually listen to this episode. <laughs> that I mean, put that I mean, one you know, together. I mean, no, battalions, CLRs, um, I'm sorry, CLBs, the uh, the logistics groups, the squadrons, all that shit. That's all revolving door. And um, it's insane. Like I've only been in this billet since june and i sort of got it's it's and i was talking about this with the new guy that's taking over as the xo and i was like there's literally no happy medium when you get people like when you get somebody you either have a super chill boss and then you get a bull in a china shop or it's vice versa you're happy to get rid of one and then you get the super chill one like and every boss that i've gotten so far i'm like simmer down simba i get you're motivated cool that's not how it works around here. It's good to be motivated to an extent. <laughs> like here's my way. And then there's this way, like calm down. But I brought up today with education. Like the reason I want to talk about that was because 
we don't have one thing I've really, really noticed because recently I've had quite a few Marines ask me about college mm-hmm. and because they know that I've been to college, they know I'm in college, which I did take a break. Thank fucking God. But I took a break. Um, and I've noticed that a lot of people just they're not educated enough about what the resources are, what's actually out there in the life outside the military. I mean, there's shit. There's so many things that you can do inside the military to benefit yourself inside and then once you get out and that's one thing I brought up today was like why don't we why don't we talk about this why I have all these different marines I had six marines just in the last two weeks say something to me now imagine how many marines don't know to ask me or who to ask because they don't want to ask their fucking their senior leadership they don't want to ask their corporal because they're new to the fleet like they just don't that's just a thing and uh so now I was like, well, you're about to be the battalion XO. So how do we go about doing this? And uh, so now they're wanting to make a education officer for the battalion. And I was like, well, does it have to be an officer? Like, I hate that we say that word because it's like, it's not an officer. And, uh, but that's something we're about to start. But I think that's super important is that we don't put out enough about the education, like the education center or whatever, you know, the army has, air force has, I'm sure at some point they're all called the fucking education center. And I don't know about the other branches, but a lot of people don't realize that now in the Marine Corps, as soon as you step on those yellow footprints, you rate TA. It's not, you don't have to wait two years anymore. Yeah. That changed, I think last, last year, I think is when it changed. And that's why I kept telling Marines because a lot of the staff and COs, this is another thing that drives me insane. Is like, as a staff and CO, you need to be educated too. Things are constantly changing. Things are constantly going on. Like some things don't change, but like these kind of things change. You constantly need to be looking at it, especially as a leadership. Like, like you just did an episode on toxic leadership. Like, yes. <laughs> education is fucking power. You are never above being educated. I don't care what rank you are. You can be the full ass commandant of the Marine Corps. You still got room to learn. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I can vouch this for majority of services is they don't uh, put out these uh, education sources or education outlets. And reason why is because a lot of them just see it as, oh, it's extracurricular shit. This is stuff that you can do on your off time. This is stuff that's not essential, air quote, essential to the mission. This is something that it's not going to make you better immediately. There's no immediate gain other than you just taking time on your own. Uh, the only service that kind of does do this is the Air Force. And they have this whole thing called the Air Force uh, Community College or Community College for the Air Force. I can't remember the acronym, but it's actually required for you to actually go take these courses in order for you to class up into the next pay grade. That makes um, sense. Now, how much of this? I don't know. I'm not Air Force. So, I mean, anyone who's listening is Air Force and you have gone through these courses, please educate me, especially Cause I know with the air force, they have like these different levels that you have to accomplish in order for you to class up to the next pay grade. Like uh, in order for you to be E6, you have to be like a level five or a level seven, something to that effect. I'm not hundred percent sure, but even, even when there is an education person or a POC in your unit, almost nobody knows that that's like the person that you go to. <laughs> and they especially don't know like when to go to them. Right. They just think like, I need to take some college, you know, like do some stuff. Um, The first person they would say they'll go to is their squad leader or their um, 
whoever their platoon sergeant or whatever is. And the first thing you say is like, I don't need to give a fuck about college. You don't even have time to clean your fucking room. And which, and you're going to want to go to college. I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. Cause I want to make shit work. And I want actually want to have some kind of useful skill other than I can pack guns and shoot mortars and shit. Not saying that's not fun, but I'm just saying like, what's the well, real. What are you ex- going to do with that outside the, like the Marine Corps? Yeah. And I don't know what it was called like in the army, but like in the Marine Corps, you've got, that's the one thing I've heard from leadership is like, well, you've got your Marine net courses. Okay. Yeah. I've got my Marine net courses, but at the same time, getting a proctor is a pain in the ass. Like it literally takes, I've watched people make proctors. It takes two fucking seconds to do. If there is any Marines out there, it's in leadership listening to this. Don't be a dick. If a Marine's asking for proctors, fucking help them out. It's not that hard. I mean, um, I mean, if my, my still works, I mean, uh, well, before there used to, be, <laughs> there used to be an actual password. Like it's an individual password. Like, yo, just use my password real quick because it, actually well, it gets- used to be too, that it had to be from your unit. And because I couldn't get, when I was trying to do, well, at least that's what I saw. I don't know if that was an official thing, but like I used to got to the point where I was getting so tired and nobody fucking gave me a proctor. I was asking one of my buddies, who's an instructor at a schoolhouse, who's literally 17 hours away from me and was giving me proctors. But like, that's another thing, like in the Marine Corps is they think Marine net is education. Yes, it, it can be education, but at the same time, half that shit, I am never going to fuck I am never going to use cyber awareness, driver's awareness. Uh, what are the other? Oh, fucking Uncle Sam's OPSEC. Like, oh my God, tobacco sensation. Like, I'm never going to use those. Lonnie, I swear to God, I'm going to have to send you this video of this Uncle Sam's OPSEC shit because it is the, cre- or no, is it tobacco sensation? I think it's right. tobacco sensation that's got the creepy cartoon dude. <laughs> Oh my God. He's like the creepiest thing in the world, but they have like this cartoon, like this really shitty animation video that you have to watch. And it's like interactive and he talks to you and like, yeah, Marine, do you want to smoke cigarettes or what do you want to do? Like, it's, it's so creepy, but you have to sit through it. And, but I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't smoke cigarettes. I had to teach that class last year. So last year, instead of making everybody go to like the SMP, the single Marine uh, place to go use the computers, to take these annual classes we were doing having marines at the time brand new pfc had to teach uh had to teach my little section uh, about tobacco sensation and how smoking cigarettes is bad did you do it while smoking (laughs) how am i supposed to tell a group of marines like don't dip don't smoke like that's their fucking drug of usage from killing everybody like here we are I got to the point where I was like, okay, because we didn't have any leadership with us and the corporals just were like, whatever. And I said, okay, can I just everybody sign? Cause we got to the point too, where I was like, well, I'm older. So I was like, here, don't do drugs, kids sign the roster. Bye. Like they were cool with it because it was so stupid, but it's like one of those nineties commercials where like, this is your brain on drugs. It's just some of a cat's iron oh. pan, just like smashing shit. <laughs> the weed one. I will never forget that weed one where she's like sunken into the couch. Like don't smoke weed. Like, and she's like a flat pancake and whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> so with the army stuff, I think it's called AKO. Lonnie, correct me of this. I think it's called AKO or. Gone. Oh, uh, is as it? As far as I know. Uh, I'm not really up to date. I see what my husband kind of does, but I know like with army ranking up, you have to have certain classes. Like we have to do correspondence courses. Mm -hmm. So you get your basic like Microsoft work, like learning how to do office stuff. 
and then it builds up into other things that go beyond like your annual training opsec bullshit presentation kind of stuff but we also always have colleges on our bases that you can take like community college classes that will help out so most people are working on like an aa degree at least mm-hmm. and so like when you start getting into your like senior ncos they're starting to degree up because they can go take time but correspondence courses are like those things where you do it on deployment when you don't have anything else to do you just sit there and Unless you're like me where I'm like, I memorize the stuff and then I like fill it out and you give it to somebody else and then they do it and then nobody gets anything out of it. (laughs) Or you got one person taking the test for everybody. That was me because I was was the one in the office. So I was just like, and then like you just hand it out. It's just like, if you get like free rippets out of it or something, you know, like you get some barter system going, like I'll sit here and do bullshit. Just give me some shot coffee and green bean. That so, was me in the schoolhouse. It wasn't education, but like firing uniforms. Like sometimes I forget, like people, some people are literally just not taught how to properly iron. I don't home ex gone. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so me being the mom in the schoolhouse, I literally had a business going. It was either pay me 20 bucks to do your entire uniform and like guys' uniforms, like the fucking crease, man, and the front, because the females don't have the creases on the front. So females were easy to do, but the guys, it was either 20 bucks or you give me a certain amount of monsters or smuckers or the uncrustables because the fucking gut truck every day after chow would literally have uncrustables. And that's what I would eat in the morning for breakfast. Cause I wasn't a big breakfast person. I still not, but that's what I would eat. And that's what the business I had just the iron fucking uniforms that took me Oh, uniform took me maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> they just didn't know how to do it. And I'm like, Cool. Our barter system in the military is amazing. If you want street smarts for shit, that's what we <laughs> employ at the military. Learn, like, learn what how can to... I do with like jalapeno cheddar fucking cheese spread? <laughs> like, oh my God. I was a shield money. Motherfucker. <laughs> so my leg, I started having problems with my leg in boot camp, and I was in charge of Firewatch. Like that was my whole billet in boot camp was fucking Firewatch. I did everything with it in the armory. Why you had me in charge of like RCOs and all this other shit in boot camp, whatever, sides point. So what I would do before the crucible, I would trade because people kept getting ibuprofen. Like always, there was always people with ibuprofen for some reason, but because I couldn't get any without getting my leg documented, I would trade people like say you can pick what shift you get, what you're doing for a certain amount of ibuprofen. So if you got like, if you just wanted to pick what shift you're on, it was like one pill of ibuprofen. If you wanted to pick what shift and what position you were in, it was two ibuprofen. I went to the crucible and had a whole fucking (laughs) bottle of it because I wanted to, my leg, I was in so much pain by the time the crucible happened at the end of the boot camp. But I didn't give a fuck. It was the easiest way to fucking get ibuprofen without getting shit documented. Like, I'm a shit bag, but I don't really care. Like how, how to homeless hustle one on one, right? <laughs> Ibuprofen for firewatch shifts. Shit, Afghanistan. I didn't I left country with 20 bucks in my wallet and I came back with 10 for an entire deployment. Only spent 10 bucks in bath because there was a pizza hut. And when you're leaving a shithole combat zone, you just want crap. And whole time just drew tattoos for people. I was getting like bed sheets, pillows. Like okay. everything, like people just be like, I'll do a shop at run for you. Like, all right, I'll do this for you. Like draw like a back tat or something like that. And then they would come back and it's like, I had a comforter. 
and like all kinds <laughs> of shit. Awesome. And it was just like my whole fucking room was just done. And I didn't spend any money. Like I need a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> They'd come back with shit. And it's just like, didn't spend shit when I was over there. It's like, all right. But I also have a house that spent like all my money here. So it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> didn't work out. It's so sad. It's not even sad, but it is like so smart. Like it's so easy to trade shit. Oh my God. My first field op we i don't know why but they started running out of cigarettes and coffee they literally bargained well once they wanted to sacrifice a lance corporal for a and a cup of coffee for two cigarettes i was i don't know what it oh, no i can't say that so give it away but they literally that's what they were doing was bargaining a whole cup of coffee for two cigarettes and it worked well and they sacrificed a lance corporal at the time but it's fine i'm still here i'd give a lot for coffee out in the fucking field like <laughs> Right. Especially if it's not MRE coffee, it's just fucking like because it they always oh, have like, Nestle like always have the yeah they had the um, you just eat it. <laughs> no. Fucking red the Colgers is that what it's called the red the fucking red jug of it Colgers. I don't drink Folgers? coffee. Folgers. Sure. Folgers. Or Tasters Choice. It was Tasters Choice. I don't even drink fancy coffee. I drink my fucking twenty two Sierra coffee. He. uh Cause he's a friend of mine. So I've just been buying his coffee, them and pale horse, pale horse coffee is actually pretty good too. So if you need to try, if you are coffee and they're both veteran businesses, like irreverent or, um, 22 Sierra is the coffee for irreverent warriors. So that's kind of how I found them out. And then pale horse, I fucking, I don't know how this keeps happening, but apparently I enter giveaways and then they'll randomly Mm -hmm. tag me like, Hey, you want our giveaway? And I'm like, like I want a flask. I want to show you. Well, I'll show you guys after we're done recording. But I want a flask, and it's like leather, or not even leather. It's like a, a hard canister. Like it's fucking badass. It comes with a funnel and everything. I don't think it's called an officially a funnel, but it looks like a mini funnel where you pour your liquor in. But right. Here we are. I think there is an official name for it, but it's a mini funnel to me. So if there's any uh flasks enthusiasts out there, like that's not what it's called. I don't care. Sorry, I am not a connoisseur of flasks. <laughs> so I really try Vigilant Valkyries coffee. I got theirs when I was at their convention. It wasn't that bad. Um, I've ordered a lot of veteran coffee. Like I try everybody's and I've had a lot of shitty coffee. Really? And it's I just like ventured out too much. I've tried somebody from like every state, every branch. Like I was trying everything and it's just like, oh yeah, no. So uh, on on that, since we're on the subject of coffee, real fast, I'll I'll, tan- I'll add to this tangent. <laughs> the best coffee that I've ever had, well, besides the deployment, like oh my god, this is keeping me alive. Coffee is a uh, is a uh, co- coffee from Kona in Hawaii. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the temperature there. Maybe it's the climate, but it's fantastic. The other ones that I've had that are just amazing, like just like you can totally tell the difference is Swedish coffee from. Um, I can't remember the brand. I can't remember the name, but it was just, I just remember saying it's from uh, Sweden. I can't remember. Javalia or Javalia coffee, I think is the Swedish like grocery store. I want to say yes, but it's great. It's fantastic. And they even have these little quick, they even have like these quickie packets for now. I will say for quickie packets, it it just, it just tastes like dust, like with or (laughs) about water, with with or about the hot water, it just tastes like total dust. But this one, it, it, it I was like, is this drip or is this like the pour over coffee? Like, like some fancy shit I bought from a restaurant. It's actually pretty good. Like, this is like, 
convenience store coffee? Fuck, what, what do they got going on in Sweden? Sweden, what you doing? What, it's what, some of those FICA shit they do. They have to be good <laughs> on their damn coffee. Right? They drink it like 10 times a day. Right? It's I'm like, not like a big coffee person, but like I'm really big if I can smell the coffee before I even make it. <laughs> Just that was it. one. I don't know what it is. So when 22 Sierra sent me the coffee for this giveaway, um, for this event that I did, and it was like my whole office smelled like it was in the bag, like still even in the package because I kept them all in the packages. And it literally made my entire office smell oh, so good. And I was like, I don't even want to give this to the giveaway. Like, I just want to keep it. Right. I ended up getting some, but that's what made me get some was because of like the, the smell through the packaging by itself. So that, yeah. that was me with the Kona coffee. And especially because, I mean, Hawaii has like, four or five actual coffee farms where you could just walk waltz in pick a couple and then just and then have it roasted right then and there it was fantastic like i guess it was maybe the experience that made me like it more but like same same thing you can actually smell it through the bag and like this is fantastic <laughs> I bought, when i went to hawaii i got some kona coffee where they covered the macadamia nuts with it yeah and you sit there and eat it and i was just like i'm like 15 so i'm just like in the back of the bus just like <laughs> It's just wired like a mother. <laughs> but yeah. it's like cone. I love Kona coffee. It's just like you can't find the great stuff here. Oh no. Oh no. Like it's like some import shit, but it's like oh, it was a fair try. Right. <laughs> like, we we gave, gave it a it shot. A good old college try. Right. We gave it a shot. So speaking of college, going back to college. Oh, yeah. um, oh I didn't do that. There we go. Full circle again. Right. There we go. So going with college, right? Like we were saying, like uh, there's always a designated person. Nobody knows what they want to do or how they want to do it. And a lot of times where they have a person that's going to be your go-to for education, they themselves don't know a whole lot about it, or they only know enough just to kind of send you on your way, like. Uh, hey, hey, uh, sir, ma'am, or sergeant, whatever, like, I want to go to college. Cool. Here's a pamphlet. Here's the form you need to sign. Come back to me when you figure life out. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Wait, run I that by brought up that today, like, with COVID, the education center here, it is not, it's not been open. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I need to quit drinking pop while I do podcasting. Um, especially since I haven't had one in like four days. Anyways. But that was what I brought up was that because like when you go to check in, you have to check in with the education center. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I checked in, all they did was here's a piece of paper. Here's a website. There you go. This is how you do TA. Didn't explain nothing. Didn't have a class. Like, yeah, nobody likes a death by PowerPoint. But at the same time, that's not going to sit in my head. And where education center is where I'm at. Good luck fucking it is in bump fuck Egypt of base. Like it is tucked away almost in a neighborhood, like one of the officer neighborhoods. It's ridiculous. Huh. Um, but I told them today and I was like, we're getting all these new joins and all these different people and th the education center's not even open because of COVID. So how are these Marines? And that's another thing with last year with the way COVID was going, training was put on hold. That'd have been a perfect time to teach Marines or any, you know, service member about education because they're not doing shit, especially when they weren't PT and okay, you can PT, but you can also educate. Like there's so many things. And that's one thing that, that drives me the most insane. I'm like, I tell Marines this all the time. And I've had, a, like, I had one the other day ask me, they don't know if they want to get out, or if they want to stay in. And I was like, look, take all, like, basically take everything you can out of the Marine Corps, because what we do for, as our MOS, there's so much more in the Marine Corps. 
like there's difference like me just being the fucking smp rep and doing the being a command training certified today like it's just random little shit like i'm about to pick up also the battalion fire marshal just because i fucking can just to say that hey because it takes i mean that carries out that little shit like that carries out outside of the marine corps Mm -hmm. but i'm like take advantage of what you can because you i promise you unless you're going fucking law enforcement or something like that you ain't going to be using mickey map I promise you, you're not. You're going to be better off doing Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu, anything like that when it comes to that. Like, I learned way more before the Marine Corps. Like, call it Mickey Mac because it's a fucking joke to me. Like, it's, I'm not going to take these 20 steps to do a roundhouse kick and grab you and throw you on the ground. I'm just going to fucking tackle your ass and beat the shit out of you. That's just my street smarts person. That's just me. Whatever. Well, well that just kind of goes into the education piece of it because a lot of it is it, it's effective. Don't get me wrong. The McNinja shit and the army combatives and whatever whatever stuff the Navy and the Air Force do, it's all effective. The problem is it's they just not do eff- anything. I don't know. That's a good question. Air Force guys, sound up. <laughs> sound any, off. Yeah, I was gonna say, any Air Force or Navy listening. Do you do any McNinja or anything of that skills combat related? I know, I know FMF corpsmen do, but I think that's just more for their pin. But anyway, a lot of this stuff, it is effective. The problem is it's just not effectively taught. And that's where we have the disconnect because a lot of it is classes and you're just like gone. Got my belt. It's like out here, not out the other. Right. And And that's the same way they treat the college, right? Like I gave you the info. Here's the website, figure the fuck out and have fun, which is why you see like. They probably lost it in their car from the time to get to point A to point B. Right. And that's where like you see like zero colleges or it's only the ones who are like just really adept, like they just have to or or they really have a vision for themselves and they see college as one of it. So they just take it upon themselves to figure it out. Now, those those initiative goers, they're obviously going to graduate, no problem. But for the ones who just like they have potential, they just don't know how to use it. It's just what the fuck do I do? So um, for everyone who's actually in college or thinking about going to college and you're still in the service, uh, by all means, Google search uh, JST or the joint service transcript. That will get you a good run as to where you are and what you possibly could use, what you already have military training wise before an actual degree because certain MOS is not going to say which ones they count for college credits and for certain degree types right um, there was so, a lot of classes when I saw my transcript I was like huh alrighty then <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that I got those but for my MOS I did so example is like myself uh, when I went to get my stuff evaluated I came in there with a JST I, I didn't have a shred of college on me and then when I got evaluated for uh, a degree plan, I was already halfway into my sophomore year <laughs> before I just like, okay, cool. I'm almost a junior. I didn't take a lick of college. Fantastic, <laughs> everybody. Um, but that's just, that's another thing. So like the more credits you can accrue, that actually shortens your time to actually go through college. Now with tuition assistance and stuff like that, that kind of varies by service and how often you can use it and stuff like that. Uh, but that's, those are definitely some questions you want to ask is, how often can I use this and what can I use it for? And is there like a time limit to how I have to apply and all this other shit for army Marines is basically the same shit where you get like $4,500 of fiscal year, which is like September or October to September and $4,500 doesn't sound like a lot, but considering you're getting like military discount for certain um, uh, colleges, 
that $4,500 would be like six classes easy. I was about to say, I spent just this semester alone on the three classes. Between that and the books, I spent at least two grand just yeah. on one semester. Yeah, so I see you got 2,500 left from now till September, which is, yeah. if you think about it, that's a lot. Um, certain, I think the Navy is a little different where like you only get $4,500 as long as you take it within a semester, not a fiscal year, some shit like that. They, they have different rules, but I'm not going to go into it because it, it changed like well more than enough times from the time I was in. But you can effective, you can basically, if, however long you stay in the service, you can basically get a doctorate's degree just using TA without even touching your GI Bill. So they're for FAFSA. That was another thing we talked about was FAFSA. Like you can get, even being a service member, you can get the Pell Grant. So like, say, you, I was just actually just telling one of my Marines this the other day was that because he wanted to start a course in January. And I was like, well, you're not going to get TA. Like you have to get, you have to apply for TA a certain amount of time beforehand. And that's mm-hmm. something they don't tell you. And that was something we brought up in the meeting today. But I was like, so you can't apply for FAFSA. Like if you start with FAFSA, you don't have to stay with FAFSA. You can switch to TA, but you now you'll have enough time to apply for it and get it going, but you can still do that course. There's another thing that I told him, like college isn't for everybody. It's just not. So like, He's like, well, what about my degree? What if I change my degrees? I always tell people, if you want to start college or go to school, whatever, do the dumb, like the bullshit classes. They're not even bullshit classes. They're just criteria classes or like the electives and um, stupid shit with like English and math and writing. And all this general other stuff. ed. Yeah, you're general. Yeah. That's a better word to put as general, because regardless of what degree you're going to do, those train, those go over. So I... I changed my degree officially three times now. So I went from criminal justice and then I went to political science and now I'm in legal studies. And, but they have all, because I got all my general bullshits out that I'm already halfway through my bachelor's now because I took care. So now I can focus strictly on what my actual major is now that I've decided what I'm going to do, which will probably change again, but who knows? <laughs> you mean a doctor philosophy soon? <laughs> <laughs> Like, so uh, another true. thing that um, a lot of the education benefits that all the service wide do is something, actually, I think this is a, a civilian thing too. It's called CLEP. Um, now what CLEP does is say like you're, you're very fucking great at math or you're great at science or you're great at English or some shit like that. You can test out of that class using these CLEP credits. And it's pretty much just like signing up for like a SAT or something like that. They give you like this, however many page test and you got like two hours. And if you pass, then you just get that credit for that, for that class or for that uh, course. Now you say you got like a fuckload of general eds you got to do, but you, and you're really smart in math or reading or whatever the case may be, you can use those to test out of it and not actually have to sit through a however long semester's course to get that same credit. Um, there's also other shit like Dante's and stuff like that. Uh, what, what, what we're painting the picture here is it's so easy for you to get some education rolling, both from your military training and your, and um, the actual courses you do uh, actually attend. So really like for you to put the education in your hands, it's, it's almost for free before you even touch any of the other outside benefits. And I would say the stress is that you should try to do this while you're still in however much time you have left. And because by the time you're out, all you got left is your GI Bill, which is great in itself. But, you know, depending on what kind of school you're going to, where do you want to be like the Ivy League kids or some really fancy private school? It's going to run your tab and it's going to burn out quick. Oh, I burned through mine. I went private. I went private without knowing I went private. 
like it kills your GI bill. Oh, easy. And, and also I would say to be very wary about for-profit colleges, like, uh, uh, there, I forget some of their names, but like, it's all, it sounds really cool. Like, Oh, you can do this. It sounds very flexible and whatnot, but then you see the price tag and then like, wait a minute, this kind of goes over my GI bill allotment for that course. And so now you're ending having to dip into FAFSA, your GI bill and FAFSA or GI Bill and grants. So that's where you see all those nightmare stories. Like, well, this is kind of bullshit. Wasn't like University of Phoenix, one of those big ones that burned a bunch of vets. I know one of them got in trouble for, I don't remember what it was a while ago, but they were screwing up people's stuff and like, you wouldn't even get your degree, but they would use up all your benefits. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's exactly. I don't think, I'm not sure if it was University of Phoenix, but I know it was like one of those a big ones that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those big ones. So like I would say for everybody, uh, if you can avoid it, try not to go uh, for profit colleges, try to go stick to state. Or if it's that one dream private school that you just absolutely want to go to, like really math out your, your finances because it will fuck up. I mean, like you've got like places like AMU, like the American Military University, like get your bachelor's there and then go do your master's program at your dream school. Right. Yes. That then too. you're going to save a shit ton of money. Plus if you're doing, I always tell AMU, like, I know there's a bunch of other like military schools, but like AMU has been like so easy to do. They work with your schedule. Shit. 90% of what I did was literally through my phone. Like yeah, I had my laptop. I think the only things I had to actually get on my laptop for was to do a writing essay for Spanish when I did uh fucking, I forget what it's called, uh, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Rosetta Stone. Mm -hmm. And then to write actual papers, but even then I could do that on my phone, but I chose not to, but I'm saying like, they're so easy to do. And if you go to the field or if you go on a deployment, they literally work with you, but it's so cheap. It's not even cheap, but like it is cheap compared to like, if you're using your TA, your FASFA, you're not, like you said, you're not guzzling up all that money and being able to use, you know, save your GI bill, go to your dream school for your master's. That's what I'm doing. I'm fucking debating on it, but law school eventually. Um, Cause I think I am going to try to shoot for that military contract lawyer since that's like the big push now um, to have like an independent lawyer civilian side when it comes to sexual assault, domestic, like all, all those cases. So I think that's really what I'm going to push for. We'll see though. Cause I don't know if I'm ready for all that school. Like my buddy was telling me about how his wife's in law school. I'm like, ugh. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> like, ah. well, well, it's one of those, like, uh, you don't, you don't know it until you're in it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, this is so, this is so weird. It's so scary. Then you actually get pushed into the pool. Like, Oh, well, I got no choice now. Fuck it. <laughs> Here we are. Fuck it. Wow. I think this was like the most, um, non shenanigan episode we've done so far. So we it's so pretty informal. What, what is going on? Are we, are we good? Do we need to check our pulse? Like, are we okay? Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll fix that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about like, we just went on this big tangent about education, which needs to be put out there. Like that kind of shit needs to be talked about, especially like in the veteran military community, because they don't, nobody fucking talks about that stuff. Yes. Everybody's pushing about the whole, you know, suicide awareness things, but we're also not pushing out education shit. Like help people. Education shit saved my ass when I got out. Cause like the domestic violence stuff going back to school gave it to where I had that housing allowance to be by myself, to not worry about, you know, another person, like, how am I going to pay for this? Like it takes care of you in so many ways. So even on that outside, if you do just say, fuck the military and you get out and you want to use your GI or Montgomery or whatever the hell you have, like there's 
a lot more benefits to it than just the education part. Like if you don't even have any like goal for like education, you still use that benefit. Like it's yours. You paid for it. Like just do something with it. So I want to kind of tag up on that because like when you're getting all these benefits for education and stuff, what also gives you too is that independence um, piece. Like I'm actually doing stuff for me. This is for me. And then uh, for individuals like yourselves or for everyone else out there who've had uh, domestic violence issues or sexual assault issues, having doing something like education or college gives you a little bit of that of that selfness or that self-awareness back. Like it gave this- me a purpose again. Like when I got out, like, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, but it was like, I started, like I had great professors. And so they were the ones that encouraged the writing. And that's why I started pulling out my journals again. And that's why I ended up writing a book and sharing stuff later on. And why Cruise Corner even exists is because I went to school and they helped me tap into a passion when I was like crumbling from not having the military anymore, thinking maybe I should just kill myself. I had professors that are like, you have a skill like we get it you came out of the army but you're not dumb like you can do this like and so it gave a purpose again and so and then when I went back to school the second time for my master's was the domestic violence side of it just needing money and so I didn't exactly get the degree I wanted but I'm alive so I mean I kind of you know that worked out <laughs> but there is life outside of the uniform I promise. there definitely is I tell that I tell that all I say that all the time like Literally everybody, because most of the people that are preaching, like, no, it's all the uniform. This is mission. This is that. Da, 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 literally have been in since they got out of high school. That's all they know is the military, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they know. But there is a life outside the uniform. And you I had someone educate yourself. I had a Marine veteran yesterday hit me up about that post I put up a while ago about like, you're, there's more outside the uniform and all that stuff. Like, it's just a chapter and he was saying how you have to look at it like a base camp. So the military is one base camp you're at in life. And then you leave that and you go to the next thing. So it might not be related, but it's a, you have to understand that it's like life is really just a bunch of PCSing and you just kind of make it work wherever you go. And so I was kind of like, Oh, well, I guess I'm at a shitty base camp right now. Cause I don't really like it, but like, but it made sense. It's like, it's not forever. Like, I don't like where I'm at, but like it can change and you can go somewhere else and you're not stuck and the military really can make you feel stuck. But once you get out, like that freedom comes back, you can really go wherever you want to go with some effort, but yeah, just look at it as you're at a crappy base. If you don't like where you're at right now. <laughs> right. And even lifers, like they have to eventually get out, whether they like it or not, they eventually get out. And then they got to adjust all to like, what the fuck is life? Like all I've known is the military and like, what is this? Yeah. Like my husband's from about under to a rock. <laughs> my husband's about to retire within like three or four years. And he's early thirties right now. And I'm telling him like, you better get a job when you get out because you're, you're going to be in your mid to late thirties. Like, don't see it as like, Oh, I've retired. I'm done. Like life's done. Like I'm going to just sit here and enjoy my retirement. Like, no, you got to do something, dude. Like you find a hobby, like you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> Like, like, that's where, like, this is all, you know, this has been your parent. I'm not going to be your parent. Like, no, like figure it out. (laughs) That's how my dental hygienist was. She, her husband is a master guns who retires in the spring and she, I don't know what she, all she, she goes, I don't even know what I just said, but anyways, uh, (laughs) uh, she goes, nobody's going to give a fuck that you're master guns when you get out. 
She's like, I had to keep explaining that. Like nobody, cool. You served in the Marine Corps. Unless you go to an MC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And he's, he's like, you got to figure it out, bud. He's like full, like early forties, I think. And that's what she said. And he's like, yeah, nobody's going to give a fuck. No, like, I, I can. The out. rank doesn't follow you. <laughs> I can. Exactly. <laughs> I can 100% vouch for all this. And uh, it was a learning curve for me as well. Cause I mean, there's, there comes a moment where you just like, you feel like that uniform was your identity and depending on how long you've been, it really was your identity. And when a lot of that stuff goes away, you just kind of lose yourself. Like, what do I do? Where am I from? What do I, what do I go by? Right. Right. You have like this huge identity crisis and it's true, which is, and then some of them, depending on how long it is or how long it's been, that's what drives them into like those depressive cycles or those uh, I feel entitled cycles. That's how you, I, I want to say that's how Brovitz are created because they so lost that <laughs> they've lost that identity. And that's the only thing they know how to cling to is whatever they did prior. That's where you get like those MOS dick measuring contest. But mm-hmm. uh, I think we talked about this in one of my, one of our cancel for maintenance episodes where when it's coming about interviews, Though some of the dumbest shit I've, I've ever read were resumes from veterans. And a lot of it is like military jargon or just um, like titles and names that no one gives a fuck about or even knows about. And so, like, and then especially when you come into the interview, yeah, they're sharp as fuck, like crisp. And then you ask them something like just like any average human would know and they just draw blanks. So, and that kind of, that kind of goes into like what we are saying with the rank thing, because they kind of just expect that they're, their um experiences will just carry over and i can tell you unless it's for like the cia or like you're going from literally the military version of your mos to the civilian version of it it's not going to translate whatsoever and even if it does no one gives a flying fuck that you were a w or chief warrant officer five or whatever the fuck because I've, I've done interviews for guys who were e9s and w5s and o7s and shit and i told them to pack sand because like, yeah, cool. You know this military shit, bro, but I don't give a fuck about your medals. <laughs> the army will actually give you a pamphlet that tells you how to translate your jargon into the civilian world to go into business. So if you're like, it says how your rank translates over, like you you would just say you're a supervisor, right? Witness, you were that, so that you don't go in with that rank idea, but you still kind of rank yourself in the civilian system. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't go in and like, can we Barney style this for the like, because they just people don't get it. Like, I use so much shit when I got out, it's just like, yeah, I'm tracking, and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking, you're tracking what, like, what you just said, yeah, right. Oh, it's right. uh, it's hilarious too with the interviews and stuff where like, like um, oh, I'm tracking. I'm good to go. They give like all these military jargons and stuff. Like, dude, just calm down. Uh, I'm like, I, I, I got when mili- I said good to go in the group chat. I was like, ew, oh, uh, stop. Like, I hate using like now. Even still, me in active duty, I fucking hate doing it. I've caught myself doing it to my mom and my best friend. They're like, the fuck. I'm sorry. Habit. But ew. I know. I cringe at myself doing it. Like. <laughs> Dude, that, that was pretty funny that conversation was hilarious by the way yeah. <laughs> and um going a little bit about say with the education piece and the transitioning is you find a lot of organizations where i think this kind of bleeds into what rochelle was talking about in our previous round table where it just it, it just doesn't sound like it sounds too good to be true it sounds like some shit you would hear from a stripper <laughs> <laughs> 
spoiler alert, it, it, it sounds exactly that. It's just like a promise a stripper will give you. Like, yes, I love you and all this other shit. And then when it's all good and done, they got what they're filming for you and they just move on to the next freaking Bye. schmo. Like, I'm sorry, when they send you out of the army, they're just like that sweet 10 points you're going to get on your resume for being a veteran or something. Oh, and you're disabled? Five more. <laughs> so you right. go out thinking like, I'm the shit. And then you get to a job interview and like, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> I think that's a huge problem too, is that like, yeah, we do things like TRS, which is like, I think the transition readiness seminars and bullshit, but like they don't teach people how to try. Like, yeah, you can't pull somebody like you can take somebody out of the military, but you can't take the military out of the person for, especially for some people, depending on how long they were in. And, but that's the thing that we really fail is that we literally set these people up. So like, Oh, fuck it. You don't want to reenlist and fuck you. I'm not gonna put time into you. Like, no, that's another thing in like leadership. Like if you know, a Marine or service member is getting out, help them out. Like, that should be like you shouldn't just like oh dust them under the rug and be like fuck it bye smile later dude like good luck um because a lot of times it's out of envy people are fucking envious that they're getting out and they're not because they chose to re-enlist okay bub still don't be a shitbag you don't have to be a good person just don't be a dick about it you know what i mean but it's like we don't set service members up to transition and then that's when the bro vet culture comes out because we don't teach them about these different things and again Nobody gives a fuck what you were in the military. Cool. It might be a cool war story for a minute. Like, oh, I was a fucking CEO or a warrant officer and I did this, this, and this. Cool story, bro. Okay. Well, what do we got to do next? Like, especially the culture nowadays. The culture nowadays, I don't know if my mouth is ready to go back to the civilian world because my attitude, I'm going to end up smacking the shit out of somebody. If they like, just, there's so much, like I I've been very blessed since I've been in the military. So I've been shined like away from this whole canceled culture. Like you believe in whatever you want to believe in. You do whatever you want, boo boo, whatever makes you happy, but don't push your shit onto me. And I won't push my shit onto you. Go about our merry way. So I don't know where I think the Marine rapper is actually talking about this today was when did we forget to be humans? When did we forget? (laughs) Well, and that's what they were talking about was that social media took over is that now I can't be, this is just a scenario. This is not true. So don't come at me with pitchforks, but say Lonnie, you're a super right winger and I'm the middle and six you're super left winger. Like it's just, and then, but here, look at why can't we just all mingle together and come on common grounds, but no, the way that the culture is nowadays, is that you have to believe what I believe or she has to believe what he believes because that's just the way that it needs to fucking be. Like, we, no. We're too readily like sharing our opinions on social media. Like we're too in each other's business. Like everything's there and everybody's just posting their shit and it's just like, oh, okay, there's all this crap and it's just like overload on other people's opinions. And then like, I get frustrated with people's shit. And then it's like, I'm just going to shut this down, say my thing. And then it just turns into this whole, like the keyboard warrior world where it's like, everybody's just firing shit off because it's easier to do it on here. And it's just complete disconnect. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how to communicate. I wonder what anymore. the world would be like if social media just said, bye. <laughs> the nineties. I, I mean, <laughs> to be, to be completely honest, if that would happen, like right now, like today, it would just be utter chaos chaos riots oh my god it'd be insane full full on and and here's why i say this because it's one of those things where like once you give you can't get it back you know 
um, like you give a kid a candy bar, he's and then you say like, and then he's now he's yeah. accustomed to it. It just cast a generation, you know, like the it, kids that grew up where they only know social media, like grew up after like the MySpace stuff. Oh my like God. they wouldn't know what to do. Like I have to talk to somebody in real life. I have to make a phone call. Like you already know it's going to be chaos because you just watch a city go on like blackout, lose electricity for like 10 hours. It's just mayhem. Well, like people shooting each other, stabbing each other, street life. <laughs> like that. This is how we bond because I can't tell everyone my opinion or whatever the fuck. Like people couldn't handle it. Yeah, and this kind of goes into like what I was saying a little bit earlier with the stripper promises. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, children. <laughs> God, I hope no children are listening. To this <laughs> with the- my kids sitting right outside the door, I think. <laughs> so with like with like stripper promises, that's when all this stuff builds up because now it's. We're we're promising one thing and not and not giving another, or we're just promising enough so we can get the most out of you. This is where you see the stuff with with social media, with like promos and shit like that, right? Like, oh, promoted on such and such, right? That's like the first seven comments you get on anything nowadays. Or you get like these organizations where like, oh, we'll just we'll we'll take your stuff and we'll put we'll just put it on our brand, or we'll we'll slap your face onto something because we really care about this cause and they really get you into it. Like, hell yeah, I'm all about xyz or hell yeah i'm all about supporting xyz and then after you've already done giving them whatever you have left to give and then they just move on to the next schmo like like you just don't exist anymore like the fuck? social media has really changed the whole idea of like even how we deal with awareness and causes stuff like that where how easy it is to just put up like hey look we went out in the streets and we did this that and whatever and you just like portray this whole image of look i do great things but it's like what do you do outside of this like if that image isn't there or is that all that counts is if you didn't take a picture of your good deed mm-hmm. was it actually a good deed did you give something to a homeless person without documenting it and making them like show the world that you did something for them they didn't ask for like we've completely changed like what good deeds and ethics and everything is like across the board because of social media mm-hmm can you, how well can you hear me? Pretty good. Okay. Cause I had to put my phone on the charger and I was like, shit. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But no, you're, no, I 100% agree with that because it's like you have to validate yourself just doing the good deed. But at the same time, that doesn't even validate you. It just is like, cool story, bro. Like, good job. You were a, a fucking a human, a good human. Thank you. Job. I know I got trashed for that when I first started and I was talking about stuff and they're like, but what do you actually do? And it's like, well, the stuff I do is private because I was helping people that were like going to kill themselves like off the street and stuff like that. It's like, I can't put that story on social media. That's on them if they want people to know. And so like, I'd be sitting here getting like the bro vet stuff of like, well, you just put up blogs. So you don't do anything. But it's well, like, like, I kept someone know, from like, not dying today, but it's not your business. And so it's like, you're telling me I'm worthless. And then I let social media convince me I'm worthless. So now I just did a good deed, but I want to kill myself because I feel like I'm a worthless human being because I have all the chatter over here. So like we undo our own movements and our good deeds and the things we give a shit about. And, you know, going back to that whole idea of like, that's your identity in the uniform. I had to learn that the people that were coming hard at me trying to devalue my service were lost as fuck 
in their own because they didn't have it anymore. And so they start taking it out on everybody else. And then that, they're the ones that get into these movements and start making people feel like shit for like, oh, you only donated 10 grand. Okay, well, you're a piece of shit. Like this person did a hundred grand or you haven't donated anything. So your cause doesn't mean anything, even though you go and talk to people and you convince them to live another day or whatever. Like we have created like this whole like smorgasbord of bullshit, <laughs> like in our own community. It's like a contest of who can be a better person. Like that's all we are is competition. Else. Military taught us that. that way. It's not, it, at that point, is it, are you really doing what the purpose is? Because if you have to literally validate or I think we talked about this in one episode where I was like talking about your cert, your time in service. Well, Jimbo Schmo over here got his fucking leg, his arm and everything blown off where he's just a fucking torso and head. So who the fuck are you? Like, yeah, his service means more because he lost more because obviously nothing happened to you. You're intact from exactly. like what I can see. Right. It's sad. Like we literally, like I know we talked about losing the mission of the veteran suicide but it's like, we also, as soon as you put that, it's, it, this is the part that drives me crazy, is that like being in a uniform, you're held to a higher standard. Everybody thinks you're this fucking, you're so well put together, you know, you got your shit together, everything, and you know, you're not above the law, like you're crisp, like this is it. Fuck no, absolutely not. that image is changing for like, like where I live, <laughs> I think service members are looked at like you're just trash especially when you get into peacetime it, it gets a little bit less clean you walk people like watch people walk around the malls here because this is a college town and they're just like they just look like garbage it's the soup sandwich shit like they're just walking around uniforms are trashed hands in pockets like they're on the phone and it's like that's all you see because there's so many of these young soldiers coming off base going into the city and so that's what the whole area knows soldiers as is okay like you guys can't keep your shit together there was that shit with the air force of girls getting caught like in walmart riding on the handicap little stroller thingies and they're just like doing their thing and it gets broadcasted everywhere and so it's like i think people are starting to look at it like maybe you're not that together like, I think that into the social media thing too because now things are being exposed when it comes to this that stupid people. tiktok shit come out too well, I mean, that's a generation, and I think like the TikTok thing is a huge generational thing as well. Like that's a huge. I still, I'm trying, but I still can't get into it. Like I don't, whatever. I don't really care for it. Um, but I think that's another thing. But do you think like you're talking about like this is the look of this generation now? Do you think it also plays in the fact one we're in peacetime, we have people that are in leadership that have seen shit, been through shit, and now they're getting this generation where it's like, oh, this is the soft military. Like, oh, sorry, you're not getting blown up and you're stuck here during peacetime, but fuck you, you're a piece of shit kind of thing. We got some salty people in the leadership role right now that probably need to find other things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't know what to do with themselves now that the military is really not really doing anything. Like I was so excited that my unit finally pulled out of this fucking refugee shit. Like that whole fiasco is oh, another story for another even, time even if the military was doing stuff right now like we weren't peacetime war changes the way we fight has changed and so everything is changing with it i mean you know you go back to world war one two you didn't have people sitting out at 
like Bachuca or whatever with a remote that's deployed to the Middle East or something like that. Like you, things are so different. And so you're going to have people that have credentials and experiences and all these things that are not heard of from the military 10, 20 years ago and beyond. And so it's like, it has to change. Like, like the world's changing. Like we've got, which is, I get it. I do. I understand it, but it's just funny. Cause we're like the war fighting branch is like, we got rid of tanks. We're getting rid of majority of cannons. Um, and there's like a couple other things that we're getting rid of because they don't want us to be like an occupational thing. They want us just to fucking come in guns blazing, get the fuck out and let the army do the rest. Literally what we're transitioning to. <laughs> it's so ironic, but whatever. It's not my, not my people get replaced too. All right. Robots. It's going to be Terminator. <laughs> See, oh my God. There was a video. I forget. Let's see if I can find it again. Where they made like this real life fucking robot. And it was like, did nobody fucking see the movie iRobot? Is this what we're doing now? Alexa is going to be fighting our... <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, go blow it up. <laughs> Alexa, go win this war. <laughs> okay, boss. Right. But like you were saying, with all the way the credentials and stuff are changing, not just for the military and its personnel, but also the requirements for you once you leave, well, to get in for one is going to cha- definitely change. And then once you leave, you know, all these credentials, you got to somehow figure out how to translate all this stuff. And this is where we all kind of tie it all back. Like if you don't have a solid foundation, i.e. an education, or at least know how to fucking read, let's, let's start there. Let's know how to, let's know how to read physical books. (laughs) I didn't know that not type, not knowing how to actually type was a thing at this age. Well, a little bit younger than me, but I didn't know that was a thing. I always thought this is kind of shitty on my part, but I legit thought that was like almost a common sense thing. Like you were taught that at some point in some, even if you're homeschooled, I literally thought just typing was something people just learned. You don't and have I have, words anymore. I have met so many Marines that don't know how to type. And literally like there was this one, I think I talked about this before, but there was this template that I typed out and anything that had to be changed, I changed the color. Like, no, this is what I literally typed everything out. Just like Mad Lib it. They didn't even know what a Mad Lib was. I was like, oh my God, stop. No, those are fun to play when you're trying. I love Mad Lib. I love those. (laughs) But uh, so, but I I said anything in red, that's put your information in. He didn't know how to do capitalizations. He didn't know how to make sentences. He didn't know how to like, spell check he didn't know how to change like spell check's hard if you have like autocorrect on your phone because now my spelling skills are shit because it's like you get the first two letters right it's like help me help me (laughs) find it like it's just essential things like i feel like that's a like i almost i was kind of a dick and i'm like you're fucking stupid he's like i really don't know and i was like how i literally typed it up to where you just have to change the letters the keyboard all you have to do is type it Uh Like, I understand not knowing how to change the color because, like, you that's actually extra steps. Like, I that part I got. <laughs> it's not a big one, though. <laughs> Capitalizing the words and where to type and what to type. I was like, this is your information, your rank, your name, your EDIPI, not mine. So, God forbid like, you have them write something in cursive. That was oh, a- my God. I can imagine that. Holy shit. What? Like, 
<laughs> but it's just like little shit like that, like educating on that shit. Like we don't even, you wouldn't think you would need to teach Marines that like I did. I even apologized because I felt bad because I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I just thought that was a common sense thing. That's on me for calling you a dumbass. Sorry, you're dumb. <laughs> but you're dumb. Sorry. Like, here, let me teach you. But and he moved and he was moving into a house. Like he bought his house. Oh my God. I wanted, I was like, do you not talk to your parents? Like, do you not talk to your leadership? Because the house he bought with his wife that he met through Tinder. Um, oh, yes. It was so stereotypical. Stripper promises. I thought he was joking. <laughs> I legit thought he was joking when he told me this story that she, uh, she was, she was foreign and they met through Tinder and she moved to where I'm at. And then they bought this house, this house that they bought. I looked at when I was trying to move and it was such like, if you walked down the backyard, there was broken glass. There was condoms. There looked like a, a rape. Uh, I, <laughs> like there was a huge hole in the living room where like, do you know the water heaters? You know, they're usually like in a closet or just tucked away somewhere. No, this bitch was smack dab in the middle of the living room and caving into the floor. And he bought These are the same people that go and buy cars at like 26%. <laughs> I was like, I literally never thought in my life, like I see the memes. Now I understand. You're, oh, yeah, it's got to come from somewhere. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Why they're not as funny when you know it's true. <laughs> it's just like, oh. This is like with the, the fucking officer today. I was like, I see it about officers and captains and shit. And I'm just like, y'all really are that dumb. Like, goddamn. Time to change. I remember sitting on like radio guard and I had one of our officers come in. I think it was like our XO or whatever. And I was reading a book just to kill time because you only checked in like once an hour. So I'm like sitting there. It's like, whoa, you have like a book <laughs> like a like a legit book like, you're like yeah like, yes yeah, sir like, uh yes sir last i checked books like, don't run on batteries like this like they do exist <laughs> like, but like he was shocked because i mean he was obviously like a college guy and all this stuff like but he was just like i didn't know like people your age like select books but i don't think he realized i was also a lot older than a lot of people but it was just like yeah, like, I can read. <laughs> it's fantastic. The enlisted people have books. Oh my god! Stop oh, the print. They're getting dangerous. They're starting to learn. They're evolving. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, everybody, evolve with the times and get build yourself a, fa- a great foundation. You will hundred percent need it because once the uniform comes off, nobody, no one, you have nothing else to prove but your character, or you have nothing to show proof for other than your character. And if your character's trash and all you knew was how to how to blouse your boots and stuff, then have fun. It's not there. And it doesn't make you like literally there are videos on YouTube on how to transition and how to like there are coaches courses and shit on YouTube on how to learn to transition. You mean, but at the same time, it is up to you whether you tra- want to do that transition. But if you don't figure it the fuck out. Like that's all you've told, you know, you've been telling service members that forever as a leadership, figure it the fuck out. Guess what? Time to figure it the fuck out, but there are options and it doesn't make, that's the thing. I think it's a pride thing, especially with like that generation that's getting out has been getting out is they don't want to swallow their pride. Like, no, I'm a fucking Marine. Like, this is what I am. Eat, sleep, breathe. Rah. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Sorry. Look. 
there's um, enough podcasts now to listen to with shit telling you what like what to expect what's going to happen like there's so many people talking about it now mm-hmm. like there there are options and it doesn't make you weak it's not a pride thing to fucking learn to be a human because you are more to tell anybody you're learning it either i mean it's not like you have to like video video yourself like oh this is what i did today like you don't nobody has to know that you're like youtubing how to survive the civilian side right how do i human how to human i mean i'm still trying to figure out how to do that my damn self i don't think anyone actually knows Nobody actually knows. We just kind of guess it, wing it, blind leading the blind, I guess. Here we are. Hey. Just hopes for the best. Right. As long as I got a roof over my head, clothes on my body, and don't do drugs, at least don't get caught or show up to work on drugs. You'll be all right. Absolutely. And and just know, like, uh, once you do transition, not a single thing you were told is gonna make is gonna make shit easy not a single fucking thing like oh you get that 10 points yeah no one gives a fuck dude every uh, every other person has those 10 points oh i got 15 points okay cool every every other other person has one of those (laughs) (laughs) no one cares many once you get out right what's what's gonna stand you out in front of everybody else is gonna be what started there all along which is your character and then whatever else you built your foundation on whether it's education whether it's technical skills whether it was just being savvy as fuck with your money whatever the case may be it's just those two things that's just gonna get you by and if you those things suck in the first place you're gonna suck (laughs) so lesson learned today don't suck use take advantage of your education and yeah there's more life than outside the uniform Beware of stripper promises. <laughs> Beware of stripper promises. Yes. Don't do drugs, kids, or at least abuse them. Sorry, children. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good note to end on. So on that note, this is Lonnie from Cruise Corner. I am six from Cancel for Maintenance. And I'm Jay Marie, and I got so back. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Women with an effed up mind is not DOD affiliated or any branch of service. We are not endorsed by any of them, even the ones that we serve in. We're just about stating our opinions, talking about the experiences, and just how stating public records. So I just wanted to make that clear because all we're about is making people uncomfortable, ruffling as many feathers as we can, and you know, doing the damn thing.